Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the I Don't Trust My Careers Advisor podcast, where I will be interviewing professionals in various different careers to find out what their jobs are really like. Before I get into today's chat, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about me and why I'm doing this. I'm an A-level student taking business, RS and psychology, and throughout my life, my career aspirations have changed constantly and dramatically. I've jumped from wanting to be a vet to a fashion designer, an illustrator, a detective, the list goes on. I've had a long-standing passion for health and fitness, so I'm studying to be a PT, but at the moment, I'm not sure whether that's what I want to do as like a final career, or whether it's just something I want to do to earn money while I'm at uni. I love podcasts, and I hope that it'll be helpful and interesting to chat with people who work in very different industries, starting with Helen, who's a long-term friend of ours and is a matron in the NHS. What is your job dis- job role description? <laughs> Okay, so I'm matron and I cover a number of different areas in hospital. Um, I look after teams within critical care, within acute intervention team, within acute pain services, within um, the critical care nurse practitioners and the pre-op assessment clinics. That sounds... So overall around 110 people, something like that. That sounds quite a responsibility. (laughs) So what would you say your day-to-day consists of from when you get to work to when you leave? So when I get in the morning, um, try and have a nursing handover and a medical handover. So I know roughly uh, the issues that might have happened overnight with staffing, with uh, potential harms for the patients. And then I've got a good insight into the patients on the ward, which patients may need to be without, which patients are out on the wards that need to come in. So I get a good understanding of the critical care unit and how it works and any key issues that day that need to be dealt with. And then at half past eight in the morning, so I get in at at half seven. At half past eight, we have a surgical director at handover where we look at all the surgical wards and the staffing and the safety and again, look at any potential harms or anything that's happened in the last 24 hours. And then at um, just after that, we have the medical handover. So I go through and sit with all consultants and see what's happened overnight and then at nine o'clock we have a site safety huddle where we look at the entire site and that's my opportunity then to say we've got an issue with critical care we haven't got beds or we have got capacity or we need to take patients back from other tertiary centers and you hear about the site the whole site safety as a whole so what the emergency department's like and if they've got pediatric beds and all those sort of things okay so when you well obviously you didn't start off as matron so what was your sort of career progression in the hospital? Okay, so I, I started my nurse training in April 1990 and I trained traditionally, which meant that um, on qualification you just got a registered general nurse qualification. Um, the training has changed considerably over the last 30 years, so now you come out with a degree in the majority. Um, but at that time you just came out with your three um, three years training your registered general nurse training so once I qualified I did um, a mixture of different jobs I did a night role on surgical male ward for a year I did um, a year on medical admissions I did work on coronary care um, I did work on medical high dependency and then I went into intensive care because the frustrating thing for me was I really loved looking after the sick patients and I really got frustrated when I had to hand them over to critical care and then I didn't know what happened to them. So it was a good platform, a good basis of training, loads of different specialities uh, that set me up well for intensive care. Wow. So when did you decide that being a nurse was what you wanted to do? Do you know what, Matilda? I don't think I ever did. 
I always wanted to be a physio and um, particularly a sports physio but um, A-levels and sciences didn't really go my way and I was doing my A-levels and I was unsure what I wanted to do as you as you are at 16, 17 and the headmaster of my school said I think you should try nursing and I'd always been really squeamish about blood, didn't like hospitals at all, I'd been quite ill as a child a couple of times so um, didn't have good experiences of, of being in hospital environment. Um, so I did some voluntary work at a hospital that's now shut called the City of Chester Hospital. And I did two mornings a week after my A-levels alongside a job. And I really loved it. And it was a care of the elderly ward. I didn't get to do an awful lot hands-on, but I got to see an awful lot. And then I think I started to think, actually, I could do this. And I quite enjoy it. And I find it quite fulfilling and obviously that led on to my training then so I don't think there was a clear-cut moment it was more progressional and because I was so unsure of what I wanted to do it just seemed to fit into the right time at the right place and it's a job I absolutely love even 30 years down the line yeah that makes sense and I agree with you on A-level sciences because I managed one lesson of A-level biology and they only handed out the books and I'd had enough (laughs) So what would you say is the best and worst thing about your job? I think the best thing are are the patients, definitely. Um, Whether it's something really, um, an emergency where it's all hands on deck and it's all really fast and the adrenaline's pumping and you're trying to save a life and you're working together as a team, that's absolutely brilliant. But equally, those moments where you have just one-to-one with a patient where you might help them wash their hair or clean their teeth or, or just hold their hand... Um, gives you different rewards at different levels and I don't think I could just pick one I think it's a combination of all those little moments that you have over your career where you think that was really satisfying I really helped somebody or I helped a family or came away saying you know that was a really sad or horrific moment but we we made it the best we could yeah and what would you say would be the worst thing then um I think some some tragic deaths are are particularly hard and that's when you lean on each other as part of a team um doctors and nurses and all the different specialities physios and everybody else covid has been particularly trying and i think unless you've been in that environment you don't realize just how traumatic it's been not just the the types of patients how ill they were um the volume of patients their ages but not having relatives there was really tough. Because when a patient is on level three support, so they're on a life support machine and we're supporting a couple of their um, organs, um, it might be their heart or, and, their, and their kidneys and their lungs, obviously, we rely on the relatives to get to know that patient and you build up a bond with those relatives. And without that there, it was, it was really tough, really tough. Um, we had to try and describe things on the phone uh, we did as much FaceTime as we could, but it was really hard not to be able to say to a relative, come in and just sit and hold their hand, be with them. Um, so, yeah, COVID, okay. definitely. And I think I just became a matron um, probably six months before COVID hit. And we also moved the department as well into a bigger department. So not only did we have COVID, we had a completely new ward to work with, which wasn't built for critical care. So it was a very, very stressful time. Mm. And I had a lot of nurses that have been 
we're quite lucky within our workforce. We have a lot of retention, so our staff tend to stay there once they're they're on critical care. Um, and I had a lot of staff who had 20, 30 years experience completely breaking. Yeah, that sounds very difficult. Um, so what would you say is the most memorable moment of your career so far? Do you know what? I think some of it is some of the funny things that you get up to out of hours. And we get up to, we used to get up to a lot more than you're allowed to nowadays. <laughs> but, you know, things that just made us really, really laugh. Um so just and they're, they're sort of in-house jokes and critical care nurses have a very warped sense of humor <laughs> i think we have to um but certain things have happened on the ward and and it's just been hilarious and those are the things with the team that you remember the most um one thing comes to mind it didn't happen with me it happened with another sister where uh, one of the consultants went to go and put a gown on to go and visit a patient in an isolation cube and he picked up the wrong item and he put a shroud on and because he was in the isolation room with this full shroud which has a curly neck and curly <laughs> and he was a big butch consultant we we, could, we couldn't tell him we were laughing that much outside until he came out so it's things like that that make the bad times equally good and you, and you share a lot of um, stories together and a lot of tales and and it's a real tight-knit group of nurses it's lovely yeah and finally, what is one thing you wish you knew at 17 or some advice that you'd give to anyone? I think it's a really hard time at 17. I think not only have you got your hormones, you've got your A-levels, life's about to change, you may or may not go to university. I think my biggest advice is just believe in yourself, follow your heart. You can't do anything wrong at that age. I think if you make a wrong decision, there's always time to change um, but as long as you go into something with, with passion behind you and a real desire to, to learn about it, I think you'll carry forward with whatever you do. Um, you know, my son's 17 at the moment, so I do understand a little bit about what it's like <laughs> to be 17. And it's very, very confusing. It's very hard. And I think social media hasn't made things easy for you guys at all. And COVID's not made things easy for you guys at all. So choose something you're passionate about. Give it a go. And if it doesn't work out, you've got plenty of time. Don't be hard on yourself. And I think the most important thing is enjoy yourself and be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So I hope you enjoyed that chat with Helen. It was really interesting for me to talk to her about her job and about what she does on a day-to-day -day basis. Because even though I've known her for years, it's not really something that we talk about. Um, I thought... To be honest, if I was going to choose a job as a nurse or a, a matron, it'd definitely be the camaraderie and the sort of teamwork element that she talked about that would make it sound interesting and make it fun and enjoyable. And I can imagine it's a really rewarding but also a really difficult career, especially with what we've had recently with COVID. Obviously, everybody's been effective, but affected, sorry. But I think, obviously, if you're working in the NHS, it's going to affect you the most. Um, it's something that's been quite close to us as well because my dad is also an intensive care doctor so yeah <laughs> I, it's we've sort of experienced firsthand how difficult it was for healthcare workers but hopefully obviously we won't have a pandemic again or not in any time soon anyway so I would say that's not something to put me off or put people off going into healthcare sectors in the future but it's, it's part of the job and it's something that they have to deal with. And, you know, they 
they do what whatever they can to make people in the most difficult times of their life feel a little bit better and I think that's really important and really valuable so yeah I'll see you next well I won't see you because that's not how this works but I'll, I'll talk to you next week <laughs>